0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 179 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading Luke chapter 2 today, and our focus is on Did Christmas really happen, or is it just a religious myth? Was Jesus' mom really a virgin? Well, this is a daily show where we spend, eh, give or take, 10 minutes digging into God's Word chapter by chapter. I want to point you to our website, Bible2021.com. You can subscribe to the show there, and I recommend you do so so you don't miss anything. And you can share it with your friends from the website, Bible2021.com. You can also contact us and find show notes. Today... We celebrate Christmas in June, and Luke 2 tells an absolutely amazing story. Jesus, the Son of God, was born to a virgin, and his birth was announced by a chorus of heavenly angels to a bunch of shepherds who were keeping watch over their flocks at night. It's dramatic. It's amazing. Most everybody, even atheists, know the story, but... Could those events possibly be true, or are they just religious myths spouted off by religious fanatics who are credulous and would just about believe anything supernatural? Well, it turns out that the evidence shows that Luke, the author of the Gospel of Luke, was a very careful Historian, nailing many historical details. These facts, corroborated by archaeology, certainly lend credence to Luke's more audacious claims. If somebody can be trusted to get the details right, it seems quite rational and logical to believe they would get the important things right, too. And the fact of the matter is, although Luke has been doubted for uh, quite some time because of his audacious claims, and in fact, some scholars in the 17, 18, and 1900s pointed to what they thought was evidence that Luke was wrong. It turns out that more modern archaeology evidence has vindicated Luke and shown him to be absolutely accurate about many of the details he nailed down. So here's journalist Lee Strobel on the reliability of Christmas. The general consensus of both liberal and conservative scholars is that Luke is very accurate as a historian, according to archaeologist Dr. John McKay, who says he's erudite, he's eloquent, his Greek approaches classical quality. He writes as an educated man, and archaeological discoveries are showing over and over and over again that Luke is accurate in what he has to say. In fact, there have been several instances... In which scholars initially thought Luke was wrong in a particular reference, only to have later discoveries dis- like, corroborate that he was absolutely correct in what, correct in what he wrote. For instance, in Luke 3.1, he refers to a Licinius being the Tetrarch of Abilene in around AD 27. For years, scholars pointed to this as evidence that Luke didn't know what he was talking about, since everybody knew that Licinius was not a Tetrarch, but rather the ruler of Chalcis half a century earlier. If Luke can't get that basic fact right, they suggested, then nothing he's written down can be trusted. But that's when archaeology stepped in. An inscription was later found from the time of Tiberius from AD 14 to AD 37, which names Licinius as a tetrarch in Abila near Damascus, exactly like Luke had written. It turned out that there had been two government officials named Licinius. Once more, Luke was shown to be exactly right. Another example is Luke's reference in Acts chapter 17, verse 6, to polytarchs, which is a Greek word translated as city officials by the New International Version of the Bible. And these polytarchs were in the city of Thessalonica. For a long time, people thought Luke was mistaken because no evidence of the the term politarch was found in any other ancient roman document but An inscription on a first century arch was later found that begins in the time of the Polytarchs. You can actually go to the British Museum and see that arch for yourself. And then, lo and behold, later on, archaeologists over the years had found more than 35 additional inscriptions that mentioned Polytarchs, and several of those inscriptions were in Thessalonica from the exact same period that Luke was referring to. Once again... The critics were wrong, and Luke was shown to be right. One prominent archaeologist carefully examined Luke's references to 32 countries, 54 cities, and 9 islands, finding not a single mistake. Here's the bottom line. If Luke was so painstakingly accurate in his historical reporting, On what logical basis may we assume he was credulous or inaccurate in his reporting of matters that were far more important, not only to him, but to others as well? In other words, Luke nails the details. We can expect him to nail the important big picture things too. Well, with that in mind, let's read our chapter today, Luke 2. Verse 1 from the Christian Standard Bible. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria, so everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then that she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the city of David a savior Was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened which the lord has made known to us and they hurried off and found both mary and joseph and the baby was lying in the manger after seeing them they reported the message they were told about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them but mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which they were which were just as they had been told. When the eight days were completed for his circumcision he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived, and when the days of their purification according to the law of Moses were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of Turtle doves or two young pigeons. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God, and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary, Indeed, this child is destined to call the fall, cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, and a sword will pierce your own soul." that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed, There was also a prophetess, Anna, a daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and was a widow for 84 years. She did not leave the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had completed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The boy grew up and became strong, filled with wisdom, and God's grace was on him. Every year, his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival when he was 12 years old. They went up according to the custom of the festival after those days were over as they were returning The boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the traveling party, they went a day's journey. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us? like this, your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked them, didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. Amen. Well, let's close out with our Bible memory verse for the month of June. Only a few days left for Daniel 6, verse 23. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the lion's den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed for he trusted in his God. And friends, let this be a week, the last week of June going into the first week of July, that we also trust in our God for he is solid and trustworthy. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.